0: Aloha, people of God. This is your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to the Fully Submitted Podcast with Brother Mike, your host, Brother Mike Dillard. Man, how was everybody doing today? You know, God is an awesome God. He's an amazing God. I hope that he is keeping you in awe like he is keeping me in awe. Man, sometimes, you know, all you can do is just say, wow, listen, I'm a learned man. You know what I'm saying? I've got a bachelor's, an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. I got accepted for a doctoral program a few years back. Now, some stuff was going on in my family, so I chose to drop that and focus on my family. My point is this. The Lord just has that ability, the scripture says, to keep men in awe of him. I find myself more and more with every passing day saying wow, 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 to where I can't say anything else except wow, because one, it's the goodness of God that is just amazing and will cause you to repent and cause you to to want to be good to God. It'll cause you to want to stop sinning, God's goodness, right? But then also the Lord's wisdom, You know, when he explains something, it's just so simply, yet it's so profound. You know, what what can us mere mortals do except just exclaim and proclaim, wow, 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 wow. So the, the message today is actually not on what I just was talking about, but God is so good. I just had to give him that props. I had to give him that props. Man, it's 1142 at night and I am lit as usual because the Holy Ghost is amazing. Jesus is amazing. The Father is amazing. I can't help but be lit. You can't help but be lit if you're focused on the Lord. And the things that he's done and the things that you're doing, man, man, you're just going to be excited. But anyway, I digress. So today's title is, you know, I'm going to go with incomplete obedience. That's what I'm going to go with. Incomplete obedience. Okay, so y'all know how I do it. This is a live and dynamic podcast. In other words, wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. Okay, at 1143 at night, brother Mike is lit. We're going to talk about this incomplete obedience not not he's doing something he or she is doing something in pause complete obedience now that is what is needed I didn't even see that angle right there thank you Holy Spirit but we're talking about an incomplete it's one word it's complete it's not complete obedience so this scripture is coming out of 1st Samuel. Some people say Samuel. I don't necessarily know that that's really how it's pronounced. I'm originally from Jersey. I'm a with Well, actually, New Jersey, we would say Samuel. Samuel is Sam, right? But anyway, I've been in Hawaii for a while. So it's 1st Samuel, chapter 15. All right. So what we see in 1st Samuel Chapter 15, we see the aftermath of Saul's disobedience, right? So the Lord told Samuel to tell King Saul on how he was to attack this particular city. He was to attack it and he was supposed to put everything to death. Everything to death. All the people, the animals, everything. He wasn't supposed to spare nothing right, Samuel comes on the scene, and then, oh, here it is right here, you know, we're just gonna go ahead and read this first Samuel fifteen three mm, let me see, yes, now go and smite, I gotta back it up, I gotta back it up. We'll start at first one, so it's simple to follow. Samuel also said unto Saul. The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. We're going to stop there. When the Lord gives instruction, it is always clear. People want to say, the Lord is a God of mystery. He's a mysterious God, right? Right. Yeah, there's many things that we don't understand about the Lord. But one thing that we do understand about the Lord is, number one, God knows everything. Number two, the Lord created language. So I'm pretty sure the Lord knows what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? When he uses a word, he knows exactly what he meant when he used the word. Why? He created all language. Of course he knows, right? So when the Lord tells you, when the Lord told Saul, To go in and wipe out everything, right? Kill them all. That's what he's basically saying. Kill them all. Every man and woman, infant and suckling. That is every human. You understand that? That's very clear. He he didn't, he didn't, he didn't leave it so it was vague. He didn't even say kill every human. He said, kill every man, woman, infant. And suckling. That is every human in sight. Kill them all. Ox and sheep. Camel and ass. This was all of the animals that they had at this time. So in other words. He told them without. He he was very specific. Let's say. You're a kid. Your mom just made you some food for dinner. You like the meat. But you don't like the vegetables. For me. I loathe oh, uh, oh, Brussels sprouts. Oh, why, why? I don't like Brussels sprouts. They're disgusting to me. Sorry, Lord, I just don't like them. <laughs> Some people like them. So you know you can imagine the vegetable of your choice insert into story please, and you're sitting there looking at this vegetable like I don't want to. I don't want to eat that. Now your mom could say, my mom could have said, Mike. You better eat everything on that plate. But if my mom really got specific and was like, Michael, Michael Marcellus Dillard, you better eat those Brussels sprouts and that corn and the fried pork chop on your plate. You better eat it or else. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no room left in the imagination. Why? Because she just named everything on my plate. So, yeah, she could have said, you better eat everything on that plate, boy. But no, she named every single item on my plate for dramatic effect. Like, she meant that thing, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, So, it was rare that that happened because I pretty much ate everything except mayonnaise. But anyway, this is what the Lord did with King Saul. He didn't say go wipe out everything. He was very specific, very specific. And the Lord, this is, I always say the Lord is a God of specificity. I love that word. He's a God of specificity. In other words, the Lord is a God of specifics, right? He told Noah how to build the ark. He was extremely specific, right? He told Solomon how to build a temple. He was extremely specific. God is always extremely specific. Yes. But people act like, hey, I've been guilty too." we act like God don't know how to talk like God don't know how to express himself or no, no, no. We have to think for God. This used to be my big thing, right? Well, I figured. Well, I figured used to get me in so much trouble with the Lord the enemy used to be able to just whoop my behind constantly why because God told me what to do and then what did I do well I figured I figured that you meant this what God don't need me to figure nothing out he already figured it out he He told me God doesn't need you to figure stuff out that he don't already told you if he said kill every man woman suckling an infant you know Ox, sheep, camel, and ass. He did not need Saul to try and figure out what he meant. He told him point blank. And this is where we get in trouble as Christians, right? And why, why does this happen? Is it because we're stupid? Well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I hope this comes out well. I'm testing the new microphone I just got. Um, Got a little nice little lapel mic here. It's hanging on a drawstring on my hoodie. So, I hope this comes out well because I ain't trying to do it again. But anyway, right? Sometimes we are stupid. I had somebody call me stupid one time. I was so upset that she called me stupid. And then, you know, she was like, look up the definition in the Bible, look up the definition in the dictionary what stupid is. I looked it up and I was like, oh, Dad, she's right. I am stupid. I am being stupid. Stupid means that you refuse to learn. That's stupid. You refuse to learn. So if the Lord keeps telling you something and, you know, the scripture also calls it stiff neck and you're being stiff necked and you refuse to learn and it's in the Bible. Stupid. Man, that's what she, she called me is right there in the Bible. She's like, well, first of all, it's right there in the Bible. Second of all, look up the definition. You'll see you are being stupid. I looked up the definition and I was like, oh, wow, you're right. I am being stupid. OK, so if the Lord keeps telling you to do something and you decide to do it your own way, even though you've been rebuked, right, you're being stupid. Saul was being stupid. OK, he he did what he wanted to do, even though God told him exactly what to do. So what we see. Eventually, uh, uh, Samuel comes to the city after the fact. And he asked Saul, right? What Hey, did you did you do everything that I told you to do basically? Did you do everything that I told you to do? Oh, uh, you know, let me just go ahead and read this to you. all I'm so sorry. And the Lord and Samuel said, let me see. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, And Samuel said, This is verse 17. When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, S I N N E R S. Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore, then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, In other words, yeah, uh, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken, in other words, to listen, than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Ooh, that was painful. Now, you saw what happened there, right? God told Saul exactly what to do. Saul got in his own mind really what the Lord meant, right? and it's like well those things didn't really need to they they shouldn't have really been sacrificed i allowed the choice things to go i let the men take that so that way they could be sacrificed unto the lord my god you know like trying to flip it back and make it seem like it's a godly thing when in fact it was a very ungodly and wicked thing that he had done right he did not trust the lord he trusted himself he made himself into an idol he rejected the word of the Lord. And he did what he wanted to do, which is witchcraft, which is rebellion. That's what the Bible says, right? So this is the problem. This this slow obedience thing, which is no obedience thing. I, I can speak on this because this used to be me. I used to do this. I always tell y'all, right? I'm not just coming on here and telling you stuff that I read somewhere in a book or I heard somebody talk about this. Nah, I did this stuff. I was By the grace of God, I'm still alive today. I did all of this stuff. So I can tell you on the other side of obedience now, yeah, that slow obedience thing, it ain't working, right? And see, the grace that we used to have doing a whole slow obedience thing, you know, those days are going, going, almost gone. Why? Because Jesus is coming soon, right? Number one, it's disobedience and rebelliousness anyway to begin with. But number two, Jesus is coming soon. He's coming for a church without spot, blemish or wrinkle. And you also have to understand the Bible says that the devil is mad. He is mad because he understands that his time is growing short. He's not. In other words, he ain't playing with you. The devil is not playing. He knows Jesus is coming back soon he knows relatively speaking he's going to lose him and his armies are going to lose and they're going to be cast into the lake of fire forever he knows relatively soon this is coming to pass he's very angry he's not playing around the devil is pulling out some things that that man ain't never seen before right it's like muhammad ali when he was going to that fight he's like man i've been doing some new things right I've been chopping down trees, you know, and he ain't ready for this. They ain't ready for me. Like I'm bringing out some new stuff. That's what the devil is kind of saying. Like, I'm bringing out some new stuff. Y'all ain't ready for this. You ain't ready for this, right? And 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 so the level of grace that we used to have, that's going away because it's time to fight. It's been time to fight, but now it's really time to fight. There's a war going on. There's people whose, whose souls need to be saved, right? The, the shenanigans. Oh, that's the name of the That's the title of this thing. Stop your shenanigans already. That's the title. There we go. So anyway, stop your shenanigans already. Right. Why? Because the time grows nigh or it grows near. People are dying. Do you understand this? People are dying and going to hell every single day and they don't know the love of God. They don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know the gospel. But the Lord is attempting to save people. You have to remember, Christianity essentially is the biggest rescue mission in human history. That is what Christianity is. It's not even that the building is burning. The whole planet is going to burn. There is no way out except through Jesus Christ. That is it. Now, y'all know this podcast is for mature Christians. If you're a baby Christian and you're listening, I always say you're welcome to listen. But this is mature stuff. This is stuff that the quote unquote mature Christians should already know. We should already know this. But yet how many people in the body of Christ are are walking in slow obedience, which is like, yeah, I'm going to get to it. I know the Lord told me to do this and that, but yeah i know you know he told me to kill every human and all the animals but you know i had figured see what had happened was i had figured i would do such and such don't do that why because that's gonna get you killed right straight up these are not the times right the holy ghost is pouring himself out on the church like never before these are the days, these are the days when people are just gonna start dropping dead for disobedience. I'm trying to tell you. Everybody wants to sing and dance and be happy and whatnot. Yeah, for those that are up under the spout and we're being obedient, we are gonna sing and dance. We are gonna be doing those things, right? If you're not walking up under that spout, man, I keep trying to tell y'all, some something very, very evil has been leased, has been unleashed upon this earth. Everyone's saying, oh, it's the coronavirus. No, that's just a little taste. That's just a taste, right? And this is why it is so important to be obedient. The Holy Spirit is calling his people closer to you, to him, right? Here's a quick backstory. Y'all know I'm the man of a billion backstories. So when I was a kid, I had a little dog. I had two dogs at the same time. One was named Rommel. We named him after the German general, the Desert Fox Rommel, because my stepdad was, or my dad per se, um, was German, OK, a lot of people don't know that he was a white man. He was German. Right. Um, so we had that. We had a Doberman pincher named Rommel. And then we had a poodle, cocker spaniel mix. And her name was Mercedes because we had a Mercedes car. Right. So Mercedes was a digger. She didn't like staying in the yard, in the fence. so She would dig holes under the fence. She'd run all out over the neighborhood. But the thing about Mercedes was this: you had to let her come to you. Okay, as soon as you call Mercedes, she ran in the opposite direction. So one day, I was at my friend's house. Me and my brother was at my friend's house, who lived on the corner of the street. Okay, it was a very it was a main road, always busy, always busy. For whatever reason, we were jumping off his balcony on that day. Kids do the the strangest things, the darndest of things. Um, we'd run and we'd like, yeah, and we'd jump off his balcony and kind of hit the ground and roll down the hill. So I remember like I jumped off, I hit the ground, I rolled, I was happy. And then my friend Al Kareem says, Mike, look, there's Mercedes. She's across the street. The dog had got out again, crossed a major, major street and saw me and was coming To me, right? I knew better than to call the dog, so I didn't say anything. I'm just watching. And then my friend said, Mercedes! And I was like, no, don't say that! The dog ran back into the street and got ran over by a car. I saw this, right? So it didn't do me any good to be mad at my friend. He didn't know that's how the dog would respond. But there you go, right? Why did I share that story (laughs) with you? The point is this, right? The Lord is calling through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is calling the church. Come closer to me. Spend more time with me. Pray fast. Read the Bible. Pray in tongues. Shut off that worldly music. Shut off that worldly TV. Shut off those stupid video games. Shut it down. Hello? Hello? Right? He's calling everybody to do this. Why? Because you need to be fortified in him for the evil that has been unleashed. You ain't ready for this. If you are a Christian, I'm doing a finger quotes, and you are not drawing close to the Holy Ghost during this time, I am here to tell you, consider this a warning, you are about to get jacked up. For reals, as we said in New Jersey, for reals with an S on the end. You about to get straight jacked up. The devil is not playing with you. You feeling an unction to get close to the Holy Ghost and what you doing? You you out there like Mercedes. You running in the opposite direction. He said, put that th- put down the shenanigans. Put it down. And what, what are you doing? Ah, I'm going to go the opposite direction. You better stop doing that. Just like my dog. My dog ran in the opposite direction and got ran over by that car. Right? Some of y'all listening right now, you're going to keep going in the opposite direction. And when this thing hits, I don't know exactly what it is. A lot of people are going to die. Doesn't mean you're going to die because God's hand is on you. It's quite possible, though, you could die. But on the flip side, it's very possible that you could just get, man, I don't even know. Jacked up physically. Maybe you could be sick. Maybe your money's going to be. I I don't know. I don't know. I just know something really, really, really bad. And it's going down this year. It's going down this year. Many people all around this world are going to die. It's going to be horrible. It's horrible. But God's people, he's calling them to him. Right. So we need to be in step. Y'all know I was a military person. I was in the military for 22 years. I was Navy Submarine Chief Petty Officer, right? Did submarines, six submarines, okay? So in the military, um, you know, during, you know, in boot camp is one thing. They keep calling you and calling you and calling you, right? And that's where you learn to be obedient in boot camp. Quickly obedient. Quickly obedient. You slow obedience, they drop you to the ground and you start doing push-ups. 50 push-ups, get up. Now do so-and-so. Are oh, you gonna move fast enough? Get on the ground. 50 more push-ups, right? Why? Because you will obey. You must obey quickly, right? In the war, there's no time for somebody to be calling you 50,000 times and telling you to do something. Yo, you better line up now and do it now. Otherwise, you might get blown up or you're going to get shot to death. I don't have time to keep sitting here and telling you. To do this and do this and stop doing this and stop doing. No time for that. See, that's childishness. That's foolishness. And the same thing happens spiritually. How long has the Holy Ghost been telling you X, Y, and Z? How long has he been saying to the church, like, come closer to me. Draw closer to me. Right? Stop being friends with the world. Stop being friends with the world. The Bible says... You know, to be to be a friend of the world is to is to have enmity towards God. Enmity is hatred. You have to choose. People keep thinking that you don't have to choose. You can just have it all. No, that is not true. God is the God that sets before you blessings and cursing, life and death. You need to choose what master you're going to serve. A man cannot have two masters, the Bible says. He's either going to hate one and he's going to love the other. That's it. So you people say, oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But see, the Bible is clear on this, right? There's going to be many people that are going to show up before Jesus and he's going to say, I, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. Now you're going to hell, which has been reserved for Satan and the fallen angels, right? What? I, I never knew you. Why why would why would why would Jesus say that? Oh, I've been reading the Bible. I've been going to church, but guess what? Man, y'all being bamboozled again, right? It's your shenanigans. And I can speak from experience because I was doing this. Slow obedience. If I had died in my slow obedience, which is no obedience, and I just read from the Bible, God says that obedience is better than sacrifice, right? disobedience is what Eh, it's as unto witchcraft and rebellion so basically i would have died in my sin being disobedient in rebellion it would have been just as bad as me doing witchcraft it's just that bad so don't kid yourself don't let your sin fool you don't let your flesh kid you don't let these uh uh familiar spirits that you've been hanging out with get get your behind whooped eternally don't do it do not do it just like the devil is not playing with you guess who else is not playing with you the Lord understand right the Lord is holy this is not some podcast where I'm gonna sing and dance for you and shuck and jive and tell you how wonderful yeah the Lord is wonderful but guess what You must remember the Lord is holy, and the Bible says that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. I remember reading this in the Bible a few years ago. I had read it many times, but on this one day, probably like five or six years ago, I read that in the Bible, and I was terrified. Why? Because I understood uh, I was not living a holy life. I didn't even really know what it was to live holy. I never even gave any thought to living holy. And see, that should scare the daylights out of you. Because if you have not given any thought, number one, if if I'm just like the first time you're hearing that scripture, um, okay, it's time to it's time to start fasting, and praying right right now, okay. Oh, man, I'm trying to explain this to y'all. Listen, if you're not even thinking about holiness, if it's not even on your radar and you think that you're a good person or or maybe you don't even think you're a good person, but you just live your life every day. And, you know, you kind of go at the floor and you see God show up and, you know, you think you're good. You're being deceived. Right. It rains on the just and the unjust. God is just a God that he, he blesses people. Right. So you can be an act of sin. And guess what? You are still going to see some blessings, and this is where also, this is also where other people get it jacked up. Well, surely I'm not in sin because I just got I just got some money, I just got a promotion, I just got this and that. Man, that don't mean nothing, right? If you are not living, striving to be holy, if you're not striving to put on holiness, you, my sister, you, my brother, you may have a real problem on your hands. I'm telling you, right? Because holiness doesn't just come automatically. And it definitely does not come accidentally, right? If you are going to live holy, then you are going to do it on purpose and intentionally. You got that? It's an on purpose thing. And if you're not doing that, then uh, when Jesus comes, you may be one of those people that get left behind. This is real talk, real talk. And I don't care how long you've been in church. And i don't care how long you've been reading the bible man i don't care about that sis i don't care about that why because that's not what the bible talks about without holiness no one will see the lord now what's this got to do with this message well quite simply if you're being if you're walking in slow obedience and you're like yeah the lord told me this but yeah you know i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that That is disobedience. You are not walking in holiness. You are deceiving yourself and you're going to get left behind. And even before that, whenever what's going down on the earth this year, this year, you are going to find yourself in a very, 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 very bad position. Again, you just might die. Seriously. Right. You just. Might die. Or the Lord will decide that you're not gonna die, but you're gonna get jacked up really, really badly. Right? And what you brought it on yourself. I'm just saying, I'm saying up front. There's time now you can repent. You can repent. You can look over your life. I encourage you, as I always do, go to first John. Go to the book of 1 John and examine yourself. This is what the Holy Spirit had me doing all those years, examining myself, which is why my knees would be knocking and I'd be shaking in my boots because I did examine myself and I, I saw by my own admission, I was lacking, I was wanting, right? I was not living a godly life. I definitely was not living a holy life. And if Jesus came, I was going to get left behind. Or if I died, I would die in my sins and I was going straight to hell. Do not pass gold. Do not collect $200. Yes, Michael, go straight to hell. That is what was going to happen to me. So this is real talk. I'm not here to play with y'all, right? I'm telling you straight up, knock off the shenanigans, please. I beg, I beg you. Knock off your shenanigans and start being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Now is not the time. To be like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. No, that's not the time because you're going to get all shot up out there on the battlefield. It's time to be obedient. So if this message is finding you, it's time to be obedient. Now, I've gone over 30 minutes. Y'all know I like to try and keep it under 30 minutes. Every now and then, we're going to go over 30 minutes, but it just is what it is, right? This message is so important. It's so vital, right? And it's not just about getting stuff from the Lord. Don't you understand? If you get stuff from the Lord, I mean, you got a bunch of stuff, but then you died and went to hell. Who cares? Or you got a bunch of stuff, but you got left behind, and now you have an opportunity, in theory, to somehow get right with the Lord, and you know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and wait for Him to come. I I don't I don't know about that. Right? Seriously. Again. If you, if you wasn't walking up rightly when the Holy Ghost was here and suppressing the evil that is in this place, what happens after the rapture? The Holy Spirit is gone. That the Holy Spirit is the restraining force and the and the church because we're praying. So, in essence, us with the Holy Ghost are the is the restraining power on the earth against Satan and against the evil. When we're gone, there's nothing to stop them. It's gonna be pure evil. And you think that you're going to get right during that time? Mm, Probably not. It's possible. I wouldn't hold your breath on that, though. I wouldn't want to find out. So anyway, we are coming to a close now. It's just super, super, super important. Please. Right now is not the time to play games. Right. If you felt that nudge on the inside to spend more time with the Holy Spirit worshiping him. Hey, even getting on the face, getting on your face on the carpet and worshiping him, fasting, praying, you know, reading the Bible, taking more time to meditate, worshiping. him. I mean, this, this came from the Holy Spirit. You have to understand you're a human. I'm a human, right? We don't necessarily have naturally godly urges or, or urges that are going to point us toward holiness. If you had that, then it came from the Holy Ghost. It came from him, but you can override that and ignore him and run in the opposite direction like Mercedes did, and you're going to get ran over by something, just like my dog did. Please, okay, take this to heart, and I'm not fussing at y'all, but you have to understand it is the intensity of the matter. It's so important, right? That's why this is not a message where it's like, hey, we're going to laugh and joke and ha ha. No, 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 that's not what this message is about, right? Stop the shenanigans now, right? Repent and become obedient, which is quickly obedient, not slow obedient, quickly obedient. And lastly, out of quick obedience comes all of the other blessings that we want to sing and dance about anyway. Quick obedience, right? It will get you everything, okay? Slow obedience will get you nothing, nothing but a hard way to go. Okay, that's it. Uh, As always, please remember, submit yourself unto God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha, be blessed.